What's up, everybody? Um, right now, it's just me. Sammy's not here. I know I don't usually do this, but I'm going to have to do a podcast by myself. It's 1.53 a.m. in Washington, where I am, and um, I just need to get some thoughts out about the disaster of a game that just occurred between Washington and Cal. Um, 1-0 Washington at home against Cal, and most people had Washington winning this game. I actually, in my preseason prediction, had Cal winning this game over Washington. But I still don't know if I truly expected Cal to win the game. Um, when I got there and when the game started, the atmosphere was crazy. The atmosphere was great. That was the first thing that I really noticed at the start of this game is that there were 71,000 screaming fans. It was packed. It was hyped. Um, a couple, uh, a couple punts that, that the teams traded back and forth. And, um, then we get a weather delay warning. And at first I just thought, okay, it's just a warning. You know, they'll say it's fine. Uh, we'll just continue with the game. They evacuate everyone off the field. I waited in my seat for about like 15 minutes. And then they said, okay, it's mandatory now. Everybody needs to leave the uh, their seats because it's metal and lightning can hit it or something. And, you know, I think I would have rather just taken the uh, the bolt of lightning than have uh, watched what happened at the end of that game. Um, sorry if my thoughts aren't very coherent right now. It is 1.54 in the morning and I just saw an absolutely horrendous ending to a football game. Um, but I think I would have rather taken the lightning bolt than see that Washington versus Cal game. But anyway, people were packed around the food, the concessions and the ramps and sort of everywhere around the stadium. And my dad was like, okay, we need to go home, you know, um, because he didn't know when it was going to start again. And no, I'm not a band. Okay, call me a bandwagon fan. I don't really care. Whatever. I had to go. Um, if it was up to me, I would have stayed. But whatever. I don't really care at this point. And we, uh, so we walk back, and it was a torrential downpour. It was, it was ridiculous. And there was lightning flashing everywhere. It was the craziest I have ever seen. The weather in my. Um, in my fort, in my, how old am I? Uh, 17, in my 17 years of living in the Seattle area, I have never seen weather that bad. Um, it was insane. So absolutely drenched, got to the car and, um, driving back home about a, uh, 15 minute drive home. And there was no word on the game. And I thought it was going to get canceled because there just kept being lightning, lightning, you know. So I figured the game was going to get canceled. Um, I get home, watched USC versus Stanford, which was an absolute disaster of a game of, in of itself for Stanford. Uh, you know, Sammy's not with me, but I'm sure he's happy about that result. USC's true freshman quarterback just went absolutely berserk. But anyway, and then Chris Peterson goes into the stadium and says, hey, guess what? Uh, call your friends because we're playing at 1030. Everyone goes crazy. Game's back on. I was excited um, because I did want to watch the game and I, I don't want to have 
and I didn't want them to cancel the game because I didn't want us to have an 11-game season. That would be weird. So the game was back on, um, and the announcer was like, oh, you know, a lot of the UW fans evacuated, but the uh, the diehard fans are still here. So me watching from my couch at home, that kind of stung a little bit. But anyway, the Huskies jumped out to a 10-0 lead. It wasn't pretty, but I was thinking, okay, uh, you know, they'll probably win this game. It's going to be kind of ugly. Easton threw a pick to uh, Cameron Bynum, who's one of the best defensive players in the Pac-12, by the way. Um, Evan Weaver, I don't like the guy, but he is really good. He always fills the gap on our runs. And Cal goes and scores a field goal, 10-3 to at halftime, come out of halftime, and the third quarter was an absolute disaster. We couldn't do anything on offense. Cal um, outscored us 14-3, to I think, in the third quarter, 17-13 to going into the fourth. And cutting ahead to the end of the fourth, because we were down 17-13, to we kick a field goal to make it 17-16, and I was okay with that decision. Um, they could have gone for it for the touchdown instead of kicking that field goal, but it's okay. Um, so it was 17-16. The Huskies get a stop, and down by one with uh, six minutes left and pretty good field position, that's when you would um, you would hope that Jacob Eason and his five-star talent could muster up a touchdown drive, but... The Huskies end up with a third and 11, and at this point, there's like two minutes and 10 seconds left, maybe somewhere in that ballpark, and Easton throws a good pass on a slant to Aaron Fuller, which would be a first down, and he drops it at the 30, that play happened at the 32-yard line, and then it was fourth 11, and that, that was the first big issue with the game was the Huskies' drops. I mean... I don't know if going into the locker room and sitting for that long messed them up that bad mentally or something, just kind of threw their game off. But there were at least five drops that I can remember. Um, Guys just taking it off the shoulder pad instead of going to catch it with their hands and bring it into the body. Just a more tentative approach to the ball. I know Ackman dropped a pretty easy one. Fuller dropped a couple. But that was a bad drop for Fuller because then it was 4th and 11 at the 33-yard line. And Peyton Henry goes out there for a 50-yard kick, trailing by one, and he absolutely drills it. So hats off to Peyton Henry. I mean, you know, after missing the 37-yarder against Oregon last year and, you know, getting all the all the pushback, all the drawback for that, and then just drilling the 50-yard kick. I mean, I would have rather he made the one against Oregon, but that was a that was a good kick um, by Henry. You know, I think he's actually going to be a pretty good kicker this year. So all you can do is move forward. You can't uh, really dwell on a 37-yard kick in a certain game last year. But um, it was a really good kick by Peyton Henry. Huskies go up 19-17, to two minutes left, and all you need is a stop. You need a defensive stop. And you would think you'd be able to do that with the Huskies' defense and the Cal offense. This is the Cal offense that scored like one touchdown in the Cheez-It Bowl last year. And Cal marches down the field 
Um, we couldn't stop their run game for the most part, which was another issue in this game. For some reason, our they just, especially in that third quarter, they just marched up and down the field with the run game on us. But anyway, they get down the field, they get a big pass. We had an awful penalty, and it only took them like four plays, and they got all the way down the field. And then uh, Cal completed a pass, open field, about 27-yard pass, and Keith Taylor chases after him. He's going for the end zone. And I, as I saw this you know, unfold, there were 40 seconds left. Huskies had three timeouts left. And I was just thinking, you have to let him score. I uh, you you really you have to let him score because, you know, forty seconds and three timeouts you'll take it even if you're down even if you need to score a touchdown, but if you tackle him there you need to burn your timeouts as Cal grinds the clock away just to kick the game winning field goal, but Keith Taylor went and tackled him, and at that moment I knew that it was pretty much over. Uh, Cal kind of just killed the clock for a few plays. I thought they ran it in for a touchdown on that third and goal, but. Either way, then they went out and attempted a 17-yard field goal. Um, Chris Peterson decided to ice the kicker. He used his final timeout to ice the kicker. I was not a fan of that call because scientifically icing the kicker doesn't even really work. Um, and that time, I mean, it doesn't really matter because that timeout wouldn't have done anything anyway at that point. But it, it might have. And at the time, I didn't really like the call since... There were 20 seconds left. I it, it went down to 12 somehow. There, there must have been a mismanagement with the clock, but at that time, I believe there were 20. 17-yard kick, you know. I was thinking there was a prayer that uh, he somehow shanked that kick or someone got a hand on it and blocked it or probably the most likely in that situation would be a bad snap or the holder misses the hold. But anyway, it's a 17-yard kick. So, I mean, the kid drilled it, evidently. And then there's eight seconds left. It's 20 to 19, and you're just thinking, Jesus, I, it's pretty much over at this point. Um, The Huskies, and then a Huskies first play, they were attempting a hook and ladder. And not that it mattered, but just kind of ironic that Aaron Fuller, it was a pretty bad pass, and then Fuller just gave a lackluster attempt at catching it. And he sort of dropped it, which was just just felt resembling of this whole game. Um, and then the Huskies' last play, a couple laterals, and then Easton just sort of went down with it. And the Huskies lose 20-19. to 19. So that's, uh, that's the story of that game. Ended at about 1.30 a.m. Put a pretty sour taste in my mouth. Huskies start off 0-1 in Pac-12 play. Um, and like I said earlier on a post, you know, I really want to say, oh, it's okay, we can beat Oregon, USC, Utah, WSU, and still win the Pac-12, I mean, which we very well could, but I, I just don't, I simply don't know. I don't have, I don't have the faith in this team right now, um, just because this group of players hasn't really done anything to really, I, I mean, I'll always have faith in the Huskies, but this specific team hasn't really shown me anything that would make me believe they're going to win the Pac-12. Um, it could happen, but I just simply don't know, and I'm not going to bank on that happening. All I know is that that was a pretty bad loss. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's okay. I mean, like I said, I kind of saw it coming, which I, I'm not going to 
I guess if I really saw it coming, I should have put money on it in Las Vegas. But I just had a feeling the Huskies were going to lose. As I was walking into the stadium with my dad, I said, you know, I really think they might lose this game. Um, and they did. So 20-19 to 19 is the final score. It is now 2.05 a.m. I'm probably not going to be able to go to sleep. So there's that. But tomorrow's an NFL Sunday. So that's good. There's NFL games to uh, pick up the mood a little bit. But the Huskies lose. Jacob Eason, I, I really like the guy. And I do think he's a really good quarterback. Um, but there's you can't get around the fact that he wasn't very good today. And that's the other issue with today's game. Jacob Eason just was not very good. He was missing throws. Now, granted, his stats were worse because, uh, again, of all the drop passes and the sloppy play. And, you know, Cal really showed up in the second half, and Cal pretty much just outplayed us in that third quarter. But in the first half, the Huskies were just sloppy and kind of beat themselves. I mean, two turnovers. One of them, Eason, just telegraphed that pass, and I don't know why he thought he could throw that pass, but it was easily picked by Cameron Bynum. Uh, he fumbled, so two turnovers, about three or four dropped passes, a number of penalties. Um, so Easton wasn't great, um, and I, I really like the guy, but he just, unfortunately, he was not great. Um, he wasn't even good today, uh, and I, I think he'll be. I think he'll be good for the rest of the season, but people need to realize. I mean. He he's not the savior of the Washington football program. This is a guy that lost a starting job to Jake Fromm. Now there have been other good quarterbacks who have also lost to Jake Fromm, including Justin Fields. But I guess my point is that it's not fair to Jacob Eason to give him unrealistic expectations of, you know, a Heisman Trophy, a national championship, all this stuff, and just treat him like he's just the savior now, is beating Cal at home an unrealistic expectation? I don't know. You know, uh, probably not. But anyway, I'm going to give Jacob Eason a break because he's a really good kid, and I like him, and it's just one game that he didn't do well, and obviously he would have done well if he, he could have. I mean, he wanted to. Um, and his uh, his receivers definitely didn't bail him out. I want to see Marquis Spiker get more involved in these games. I really do. I just because they need to add some sort of threat as receiver. I mean, Aaron Fuller's our wide receiver one. He played well against Eastern, but he wasn't good today. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure he maybe caught half of the passes that were targeted at him. Maybe, and he wasn't even getting open very much either. Cal's got a great secondary. I mean, you really gotta respect Cal for that. But at the same time, it's Cal, and it's at home, and you got to beat them. And that's uh, there goes the home winning streak um, since 2016, so that's kind of sad. But they still haven't won with me being at – they still haven't lost with me being at the whole game since 2016, but no one cares about that besides me. Um, yeah, I don't know how this is sounding right now. It's It's probably sounding like a – like a salty, raspy kid, which is basically what this is. But just got to get some thoughts out about this nightmare of a game. Um, you know, I at the end of the day, it is just football. It's okay. The world, the sun, the sun is going to come up over Montlake and Seattle and Bellevue and pretty much everywhere. So 
it'll be okay. Um, next week against Hawaii, so hopefully, hopefully they can win that game against Hawaii. Sort of just, it'd be nice to just kind of crush them, get those frustrations out, and just sort of get that poor taste of a cow loss out of my mouth. That that taste of Tylenol, that really disgusting cherry Tylenol taste of losing a cow, which I thought I wasn't going to have to deal with anymore after last year, that 12 to 10 loss. And uh, that one tasted a little bit more like uh, grape Tylenol, which is a little bit more tolerable. But this one was just cherry Tylenol, just the worst stuff. I mean, it, it was like mixing, uh, mixing, you know, I don't even know, mayo and mac and cheese and just more mayo. Because mayo will th- make you throw up no matter what it's on. It was like a lot of mayo just disgusting uh bad bad taste really bad taste um so yeah the cow loss basically tasted like mayo and i the other thing i guess is that the stoppage in the game i really do think i I mean listen i'm not gonna blame the loss on that because the huskies very well could have won but it definitely thrived it wasn't good because half the fans left the stadium. And I mean, myself included, so I only have myself to blame for that, I guess. But the atmosphere was pretty much completely gone. That electric atmosphere that was there for the first part of the game, as well as I think the players just came out rusty and not exactly ready to play in that game. But again, I mean... Cal got the win. There's not really too many excuses you can use for the Huskies in this one. Very few positives to take from this one. I mean, the uh, the kickers that no one really liked from last year made a big kick. So I, I don't mean to say no one liked him. I That was a poor choice of words. Um, you know, I, I'm sure he's a good kid, but he, ma- he made a big kick today. So good for him. Um, I'm hoping he has a good season. Peyton Henry, I'll be rooting for him. And Eason, he'll get back on track. The Huskies will all get back on track. I mean, the whole reason I picked them to lose this game in the first place is because it is a very inexperienced team, and this was their first real test. Other factors that came in, such as that, you know, thunderstorm delay probably did not help the situation. And then they caught some bad breaks along the way. But for the most part, just a really bad loss. And if anyone has anything to add feel free to go to the tailgate UW Instagram and just feel free to DM me or do whatever you want to do. Um, I'm also always open on my personal Instagram, Ethan Arl, E-T-H-A-N-A-R-L-E-S, if you want to talk about the Huskies or just not talk about the Huskies at the moment since I don't really want to, um, even though I just spent 19 minutes and 10 seconds on it. But I am going to try to forget about it now, and I will see you all. Later, go dogs.